Hallelujah. Well, if you have a Bible, go with me to John chapter 16. John 16. God is a good God. If you believe that, type that in the comment section. God is a good God. He's a good God. Well, we're continuing our series entitled three. Let me see your threes out there in the series entitled three. And we started it last Sunday. And the purpose of this message series is to talk about the third person in the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And in this series, we'll explore who he is, his role and operation in the believer in scriptures and in the world. The goal of this series is to give you a true understanding of the Holy Spirit and his impact on our lives so that we may be submitted unto him and allow him to do the work in our lives to help conform us into the will of God, not to conform us into the image of God and to fulfill the purpose that God has over our life. Last Sunday, we talked about what about him? We talked about who the Holy Spirit is last Sunday. And then, man, I tell you, we had an awesome Tuesday night Bible study. Question and answer time was so lit. Let me tell you something. We prayed for people on the live this past Tuesday. Um, myself, Pastor Don, and also Pastor uh, OG, a.k.a. You know, Pastor Hill. He's a senior. My dad was with us teaching pastor. He was with us this Sunday. I mean, this Tuesday, and it was amazing. And so look out for it again this Tuesday. Uh, whatever questions you have from today's service, we'll address them live on Tuesday. Um, we had some awesome questions that were on live. And so anything that you want to know, we're here to answer. And I want to take advantage of this time to really uh, pour into you some solid foundational doctrine um, of what we believe right now, because it's easy to believe God when things are going hard, it's hard, you know, it's, you know, people jump on like, oh, I'm saved and all that stuff while we're going through a pandemic. But what happens after this is over? Do you have a solid foundation? And more of the times when people suffer and go through stuff like this because their foundation wasn't solid, because their foundation wasn't solid, they're, they're just going crazy and just walking away from the faith. But I pray that may your may, may God, may God speak to you through this series and give you a proper understanding. John 16. So we're going to take a deeper look into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, and because of the sake of time, I can't give it all to you at once. So we're going to move here. We're going to talk a little bit about it here. Talk a little bit on Tuesday. Talk a little bit more on this Sunday. OK. So that's what we are. That's what we're going to do. All right. So John chapter 16, verse seven. Let's go there. It says, nevertheless, this is from the New King James Version. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Say it is to my advantage that I go away, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will, I will send him to you. I will send him to you. I love this verse. It says it is to your advantage. I feel like preaching this morning um, to you guys this morning. It is to your advantage that I go away. All right. To uh, your advantage that I go away. I want to talk about as I talk about the role in the ministry this Sunday, we're going to focus on the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit or his operation in the life of a believer. And I kind of want to entitle it uh, 
the the advantage the advantage of the believer the advantage of the believer the advantage of the believer because you and i have an advantage here in our text ladies and gentlemen jesus forewarns them in the earlier verses about what persecution uh, uh, that they that the disciples will experience um, ahead because of the name of who they profess jesus christ and so he lets them know he lets them know of what is to ha what is going to come the persecution that awaits for them because of the ministry of what they're doing because they're spreading the gospel and and Jesus was already uh, a controversial controversial figure and so persecution was lying and and awaiting for them because of what they because of the ministry that they would operate in and because of the gospel that they would that they would push and move ahead and so Jesus Jesus lets them know that in the earlier verses. However, then he get, uh, then again in John 16, he reminds them that they, that Jesus reminds them, excuse me, that he is going away. He, 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 his time with them is, is coming to an end. All right. Um, his, his earthly ministry is coming to an end and, and they, and sorrow had filled their hearts and Jesus knew it. Jesus knew that sorrow had filled their hearts. Jesus knew that the, the disciples were, could not believe that what he was saying, and they really could not fully comprehend at the time all of what Jesus was trying to tell them. All right, all of what Jesus was trying to tell them. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, he assures them. See, when you get, uh, when you get news that, are, that is not settling to the spirit, right? Jesus also gives them an assurance that, listen, my departure is not a bad thing. Matter of fact, you would want me to depart from here because the reality is when Jesus was in his, when, it, when he was in his bodily form, he was limited to the com full capacity of what he would be able to do. Hallelujah. So that's why we needed the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is God and he's omnipresent and he could be everywhere at the same time. When he's wrapped up in, in, in his body, he is limited. He has human limitations. God help me because he's wrapped up in flesh. But now his spirit is coming and descending upon the earth, ladies and gentlemen, so that all of us can be filled with the God. Oh my God, the third person of the Godhead, who is the Holy Spirit. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the advantage that you and I have as a believer is greater than anyone who does not have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because God in the person of the Holy Spirit has come upon the earth for you and I so that we can have an advantage in this life that we are living in. All right. In this life that we're living in, I got a couple of things of the Holy Spirit's role. What does he do? What exactly does the, what, what does he do? And I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit does is so much. That's why I'm taking like different weeks to talk about it all at one time because it's so vast of, uh, of the things that the Holy Spirit does, does. So let me give you number one. Number one, the Holy Spirit makes believers new and gives them eternal life. All right, Titus chapter 3, verse 4. Let's teach a little bit. It says, but when the kindness and 
God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, verse 5 says, which he have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Hallelujah. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, looks like that's what the Holy Spirit does. It says that not by the works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. Again, according to the love of God and our Savior of their mercy toward us through the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. That it is through the Holy Spirit that one is washed, that one is renewed. Hallelujah. Oh my God, because it is the Holy Spirit that brings regeneration. That other words means gives life. Hallelujah. It says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, let it quicken your mortal body. In other words, what that means is may it give life. Because before you had the Holy Spirit in your, oh my God, in your life, the Bible says that we were dead trespasses of our sin hallelujah but when the holy spirit when you give your life at the point of salvation the holy spirit washes you clean and makes you a new person and gives you new life and restore oh my god help me in here restores what is dead and brings it back to life Hallelujah. If you are glad about being regenerated, born again, only those who can, oh my God, only those who receive Jesus Christ is born again through, oh my God, through the washing and the sanctification that the Holy Spirit brings. Hallelujah. That the Holy Spirit makes believers new and gives them eternal life. Say, I am made I am made new. I am made new. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit, according to what Paul said in Titus, is through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Let me move. Number two. Number two. The Holy Spirit baptizes believers into the family of God. All right. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Do you see that on the screen that we were all baptized into one body? Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Whew. Can I explain something to you? This baptism of the Holy Spirit is different than water baptism. Water baptism, ladies and gentlemen, is a symbolism or it's a sign of, 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 a, out of an inward change. Hallelujah. And so what you do is through water baptism that you're showing everybody that, again, that I, I, when I'm going to the water I, and when I'm brought up, that my old life has died and a new and a new creation has and a new man has now been birthed. Right. However, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, what this is, is it is a it is a joining. It is a joining, ladies and gentlemen, with other with with all believers. And it, it, it's a joining to the family of God. It is not only a joining to the family of God, ladies and gentlemen, but it's more importantly a joining to Christ. And this happens at the initiation when you, when you first give your life to Christ. This happens at the very moment that you are baptized into the family. 
family of God. Let me tell you something. You have other believers. It didn't say that you were baptized uh, because, oh my God, into another race. No, it was baptized by one body. We are all one, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody who received Jesus Christ, we are all on the, we are all on the same family who served the same king. It doesn't matter what creed or race or denomination or anything that you are from. You were not baptized into a denomination. You were baptized into the kingdom of God. Come on in here. Hallelujah. I was not baptized into a denomination. I wasn't baptized into an African-American church. I wasn't baptized into the Caucasian church. I was baptized by, oh my God, into the family of God. Hallelujah. It is the family of God of which I was baptized in that I will no longer live life as an orphan, that I will no longer live life not covered, but when I'm baptized, hallelujah, into the joining of the kingdom of God, I am baptized and covered in union with the Father. I come and connect, joining, not only with the Father, but also with my fellow believers. Are you hearing me today? I hope this is helping you today that you've been baptized in the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not you speaking in tongues, ladies and gentlemen. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is you being joined to Christ, is you being joined into the family of God. Uh, if you believe this type, I hear you, Pastor B. I, I hear you, Pastor B. Can I, can I go a little deeper? If I can go deeper, let me see it in the comment sections. Can I go a little deeper? Number three, the Holy Spirit is a seal in the lives of believers. He is a seal. He is, he is a seal. It says the Holy Spirit's sealing and the life of, of a believer guarantees one's salvation. And future hope of heaven. See, here's this thing why I don't understand why people do not preach eternal security. Because people feel that you can, some, come from the train of thought that you can lose your salvation. I can't lose something if I have, if I've been baptized into the family of God. I can't lose my salvation, ladies and gentlemen, if, if the spirit is now indwelling in me because the spirit of God gives me the stamp. It gives me the stamp that I am a child of God. See, everybody wants to talk about we are all God's children. No, we are all God's creation, but that doesn't mean that we are all his children. Hallelujah. What gives you the stamp of being God's child is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's what gives you the stamp. It is the seal that I'm a child of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only is it seals me for right now, but it seals me into eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been sealed by God this morning. Ah, with the stamp of the Spirit of God on the inside of me to say I am a child of God. That's why you can't mess with a child of God because I've been sealed. I've been stamped by the Holy Spirit. That man, I don't care what hell got to throw at you. I don't care what coronavirus or anything that would try to hinder where you are going. You've been sealed. You've been blood. Oh my God. Stamped with the approval of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's why I don't need no approval from men. I don't need to compare my life because I'm the same stamp that you may have as a believer. I got it as well. And it's through the Holy Spirit. 
hallelujah hallelujah I got a seal I've been sealed into to eternity I can't lose my salvation yes you may fall so oh my God fall short the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God but I thank God that even when I fall short that he don't strip and take away from me oh my God the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit came to dwell and to rest in me even despite my shortcomings, because I'm still in the work of sanctification. Woo, hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah. When you heard the gospel of salvation, when you heard the truth, hallelujah, of what Jesus did in the finished work of the cross, when you heard it, something happened hallelujah and then, oh my god and when something happened on the inside the moment you believed hallelujah hallelujah the moment you believe that Jesus is Lord and the moment you believe that God raised him from the dead and the moment you came unto the salvation you were sealed with the promise of the father which is to give you the Holy Spirit and verse 14, this is what I love here. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Hallelujah. Ah, oh, my God. I have a guarantee this morning. I don't, let me tell you something. I am not, listen, I am not, uh, it is not on the fence of where I'm going. No, I have the Holy Spirit. He is my guarantee until the redemption of the purchased possession to praise of his glory. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Who is the guarantee? Can I, can I go a little further? Another thing of the Holy Spirit's work. Verse point four. Can I spend my time here? Verse point four is the Holy Spirit dwells and fills them. He dwells and fills the believer. His role in the life of a believer. I'm only dealing, giving you four to, to this morning. I'm going to go further uh, this Tuesday and on, 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 on sun, next Sunday. So I, can I give you this? Listen, it is the indwelling and the filling. These are two different things here. Two different things here. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is a seal. He comes to reside within the life of a believer. He comes to dwell, to take residence in you. That is the, that is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that happens at the point of salvation. Are you hearing me? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit happens at the point of salvation. Romans 8 verse 9 says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But if indeed, I mean, excuse me, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So again, it proves again, having the seal of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee on the salvation. And then here we have is that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell 
If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, then that means that you are that that you are his. But if you do not have the spirit of God dwelling in you, then you are not his. And then this gets into the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And in and, and, and Galatians, the fifth chapter, which we'll get into next Sunday. Right. Then. So we have this, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you one more verse. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, your physical body. Okay. Is a temple. Are you hearing me? It is the temple of God. That's why the Bible says you are not your own. You are not your own. You are this right here is a this right here. Hallelujah. See, 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 this is why we have to understand. And, and I don't I don't like get into all this, but let me help you understand something about the dynamic of how this whole Christian life works and and, and, and give you a dynamic. In the Old Testament, you had the, the temples and, 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 and David was on his heart to build a, a place where God would dwell. And they, though they, they worshiped their temples, they were grandioso. They were so magnificent. And the Solomon, the temple that Solomon built in the ancient world was like the seventh wonder of the world because it was built with gold and it was just so immaculate. And, and, and it was a place and it was, and it came out of a place of where his father, David, one wanted to finally build something great for God. Move it to today's time. We have sanctuaries and and, and, and we have sanctuaries where we come together and we, and, and, and we, we, we gather together and to, to worship God, right? But here in this new dispensation where we are and with all of what's going on in the pandemic and we're not able to, to come together physically, right, into one house. But here's the thing with the spirit of God. The spirit of God is not limited to a sanctuary or a church building. It's not. He, he, he is not limited to that. See, in our minds, because of how we've been taught about church, we believe that church happens when you're in a church building. That worship with God only happens when you're in a church building. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, and if the Holy Spirit is in you, you are the temple of God. Are you hearing me? You are the temple of God. You are where God wants to rest and rule and abide with. And he does not want to just do that in a confined place. He wants to do that with you individually, where you are in your home right now, that he wants to take residence in you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to commune with you where you are now. It is not contingent when this is over so all of us can get together and finally have church in a building. No, God is waiting for you to approach him. Oh, my God, and bring who you are to him because he wants to dwell in you. That's where you're getting it mixed up. The spirit of God wants to dwell in you. The ignorance of us is to think that God is just limited. If, if, if he's omnipresent, that means he can be anywhere. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. He can be anywhere. He can be anywhere at any time and at any moment. 
oh, if this can just lift up, we can finally have church and people can finally get saved. God is not limited for people to come to your church building to finally get saved. God could save anybody no matter where they are because he, he wants, he is personable and he's personable to you. He wants to be personable to you. Ladies and gentlemen, people of God, you need to be reminded that you are the temple of God. I'm talking to believers who he wants to rest and rule in. He does not just rest and rule in a sanctuary or a church building. No, you are the building in which God wants to make his home in. Woo. Ah, hallelujah. Ah, that, that puts responsibility on you to not treat this temple any type of way, to not do anything just with this temple or any kind of way because it's been, oh my God, it's holy because the Holy One is in you. Oh my God. That's why the scripture can then say, be ye holy for I am holy. Oh my God, help me in this room. Hallelujah. And that's why at the point of salvation, that this is that this is a point. Uh, see, let me tell you something. Salvation is just the beginning. Hallelujah. But it's an ongoing process of sanctification. Because God cannot dwell in something that is unclean. Oh my God, but the Spirit makes us clean for Him to dwell in, and He's constantly washing us. Oh, my God, washing us through the word, washing us and then turning those old behaviors around. So that is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Can I talk to you about the filling then? The indwelling and then the filling of the Holy Spirit are two different things. Because the filling of the Holy Spirit can only happen after the point of salvation. Are you hearing me? It's only for believers after the point of conversion and concerns the believer being controlled by the Holy Spirit. This is the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's why this is not a one-time event. The filling of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time event. That means I can be filled as many times as needed because I don't know about you. There are moments where I stop allowing the Holy Spirit to control and to control my life, where I start getting off on myself and I start noticing how uh, I'm starting to deplenish and I'm, my spirit is starting to get funny and, 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 and I feel overwhelmed and I feel overworked and I, I feel like everything is coming and caving in on me because I'm trying to be in my own strength and that's why I have to constantly come back to the well and be filled again he said if you take Jesus told that woman uh, the woman at the well the Samaritan woman said if one drink from me you'll never thirst again oh my God and I can constantly be filled my God with the Holy Spirit to refill me so that I can be back oh my God to submit myself under the control of the Holy Spirit Ephesians 5 verse 18 says and do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation dissipation excuse me but be filled with the Holy Spirit here's why Paul likens uh, 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 likens wine or alcohol to being filled with the Holy Spirit because when you are under control of another substance ladies and gentlemen or any influence whether it's weed miracle marijuana whatever you want to call it cannibalism uh, whatever influence you are under that is what you are allowing to control you hallelujah 
Ah, but when you, ladies and gentlemen, but the precious thing is when you are under the control of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Ah, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to control. Oh, my God, your mind, body and soul. You have literally yielded and submitted yourself to the filling of the Holy Spirit. And when you're filled, you allow the Holy Spirit can do some things in you. Oh, hallelujah. He can when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you allow him to control your life, the spiritual gifts can just flow out of you. Oh my God, not only the gifts of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit can just flow out of you. You know how to love people better when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You know how to keep your composure when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can keep and restrain your tongue because you really want to say something, but the spirit of restraint is all on you because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will have long suffering with people. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can experience peace. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit can begin to take evidence and give glory to God. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, God can begin to change your tongue and change, oh my God, your language. Hallelujah. Where you start Start talking in, in your in your natural dialect, but because you're filled, you start praying in the Holy Spirit. You start talking, oh my God, with that heavenly tongue. Hallelujah! God changes your language when you are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Somebody can come up to you and tell you about to pray for them, and you can literally give them a word of knowledge without them even saying what the situation is. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. God gives you discernment in the midst of a situation when God, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can help people without getting anything in return. That is what happens when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and when you allow him to control your life. Let me tell you something. It will change your life. It will change the way you operate. The advantage that you and I have is that the Holy Spirit comes to wreck your life to make your life better to make your life new in the home of God, in the kingdom of God. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, why don't you come in and say I'm filled. <laughs> Woo, I thank you, Jesus, this morning. I'm filled with the best. I'm filled with something. Oh, my God, is better than wine, better than, oh, my God, any alcohol, better than any sex, better than anything you could ever smoke. He is the fill. Oh, my God, the advocate, the paraclete, the one that helps me in the time of trouble. What does the Holy Spirit do? He's a real. Oh my God, he's a change agent. Woo, hallelujah. I thank God this morning for him. Hallelujah. I thank God this morning. He will change your life. He will make it new. He will fill you until you want no more. That is the Holy Spirit. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, he'll fill you. He'll fill you like only he can. Hallelujah. And the word fulfilled in the Greek gives the idea 
to be fulfilled. It gives the idea to be complete. Woo, hallelujah. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're complete. Lacking nothing when you're submitted to God. Ooh, that's why when you feel incomplete it's because you gotta get filled hallelujah you can't live this life without being filled you can't go in this life in Christian life oh, without being filled with the Holy Spirit you're missing out on what God can give you Ooh, hallelujah when people tell me they don't speak in tongues I don't, I don't condemn them because you had different walks in your life but I'm telling you right now you're missing out on how it can build up your most holy faith when you storm allow you oh my god when you allow god to change your language in a moment what made you feel down but when those tongues start rising up in you your faith start getting stirred up something in your belly start rising up your whole countenance lifts there's something that happens when you're filled with the holy spirit oh hallelujah i'm getting myself I'm filled with the oh my God with the best. Whee, hallelujah! Coming in there, say I'm filled with the best. I have the Holy Ghost. I got the Spirit, the third person in the Godhead. He fills me. Hallelujah! And he'll fill you. Hallelujah! Him of the church saying, Hallelujah! Bread of heaven, hallelujah. Here's my cup. I lift it up. Come and feel. Hallelujah. This thirsty soul. Bread of heaven, fill me and feed me until I want no more. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will fill you as much as you want. Hallelujah. As much as you need. If you look out for him, I got to lift your cup up to him and he'll run it over for you. Hallelujah. That's what the Spirit of God does. He is the great advantage. Hallelujah. The great advantage of a believer. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the great advantage I have is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's why believers, you shouldn't worry as other people. I have an advantage. Hallelujah. <laughs> I have a great advantage. Hallelujah. Because I'm filled. Hallelujah. Why you got peace? Because I'm controlled by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Why you still got joy? You lost your job because he still fills me with joy. Hallelujah. Why is it that you still feel, oh my God, that you're not really worrying? Because he said, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Hallelujah. Not of this world. Hallelujah. I don't have to have my heart be troubled. I don't have to have my heart be afraid this morning because I have the third person of the Godhead. His name is the Holy Spirit, the great advocate, the great helper. Hallelujah. In me this morning, I praise the living God. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you believe it, come on, give God a praise where you are. Hallelujah. I said, praise him, Zion. Hallelujah. Where you are. Hallelujah. That you're glad that you feel. That you're glad that you have him in the inside of you. You're glad he has sealed you until the day of redemption. I'm, I'm glad. That, oh, my God. I'm glad for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> 